0: Welcome to Over and Under. I'm your host, Edward Henderson, and today we're going to be looking at the appointment of the special master in the Mar Lago raid case. So, I mean, it does appear to me that they're continuing this incredible concerted effort to bring down Donald Trump and to make sure, as Liz Cheney said, that he never gets the opportunity to run for the office of president again. So, let's jump down this rabbit hole, try to make our way back to the top. See you in a second. You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. So Trump's attorneys applied for a special master and a federal judge granted that. And there's several reasons why I think this was appropriate But I must confess to you, at first, that was the first time I'd ever heard the the term special master. And uh, I don't know, it kind of sounds like Pokemon. You pull out a higher card to override the one uh, that was dealt to you before. But I must say, given the history of this DOJ, the FBI, and this president, President Donald J. Trump, I would say that it was most appropriate because... You could not have a more biased agency than the DOJ in the FBI that we have right now. And I've said it before in other podcasts. If you think that I say that lightly, if it doesn't absolutely hurt my heart to have to say that, but it's just too obvious. They are incredibly biased. And I will be sharing some other things in the podcast that will support that view that I hold so strongly and do believe. Now, there was much protesting by the DOJ not wanting the appointment of this special master. Uh, They were arguing that the delay caused by having a special master would cause excessive delays in an urgent and time-sensitive case. I'm sure which came very apparent to that judge very quickly. Well, if it is time-sensitive, why did you wait 18 months or why did you wait... Since January, after you visited Mar-a-Lago, and Trump gave you 15 boxes of material, why now is it so urgent? Why now can you not have it? And people, like I always try to tell you, you need to think for yourself. If Donald Trump was trying to obscure, if he was trying to destroy documents, why did he not get rid of it? He already knew that they were coming for them. And yet there they, everything was, waiting for them when they got there. They took that and then some, which is problematic, and probably headed for the Supreme Court in a violation of his Fourth Amendment rights. And I do not think that the DOJ is stupid. I think uh, they might be manipulative, they may have uh, an alter agenda, but I don't think that they are stupid people. And although they are arguing that they do not want this special master, I think in reality they truly do because I think they know they have a credibility problem and it needs to be augmented by some outside source. And how much better if that special master is appointed by a federal judge that was appointed under the Trump administration. So here's where I think that a special master being included in this investigation is most appropriate, again... At the very least, it gives the Democratic Committee and the FBI and the DOJ some cover if they have any success. But remember, if they were to prosecute Trump, if they were to possibly get him in prison, that would just be icing on the cake. The whole movement is to make sure that he does not get to run for president. I mean, it's incredible that a a twice impeached president is still a contender for the 2024 presidential race. So staying true to FBI and DOJ, they're already leaking the information out to the press. They have a very cozy relationship with the media, especially certain outlets, uh, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC. And this is documented, too, by another report done by the inspector general. I'll share that with you in a second. But here's some of the problems that are already popping up. They have seized property that was outside the purview of that warrant. Warrants are specific to those items of concern and specifically what areas are to be searched. By all accounts, they just ramshackled that house and started. I mean, they went into Byron's bedroom and searched the 16-year-old son's bedroom. And it's going to be interesting to see what areas of that huge complex were designated by that warrant. Uh, Warrants are to be signed by a neutral and detach magistrate or judge. Keep this in mind, just six weeks prior to this uh, raid being executed, the judge recused himself from a case where Trump was trying to sue Clinton and the Democrats for the whole Russian collusion fiasco. So whatever relationships that this judge had, biases, we do not know. It did not state the reason he Felt that he had to recuse himself from that case, but he did. But when it came to signing off on that warrant to raid mar lago he had no problem. He signed off. That's going to have to be explained. I'm telling you, this is headed for the Supreme Court. And another reason I think that a special master is called for in this case, it's an unprecedented act where the DOJ raids the home of a former president, starts rifling through all his papers, whether they are classified or not and then there is the question of does he have a right to those papers a recent supreme court decision upheld the right of a president to invoke the presidential communications privilege Judge Cannon quoted Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, and it is as follows. A former president must be able to successfully invoke the presidential communications privilege for communications that took place during his presidency. Even if the current president does not support that privilege claim, concluding otherwise would eviscerate the executive privilege for communications. So the DOJ has departed on something that is not even settled law. Again, I I think we're headed to the Supreme Court, and I don't think that the DOJ is going to mind that. Like I said, they would probably love to have this man imprisoned for some type of seditious act. I think they're even going after him for espionage. But this DOJ is going to chalk it up as a victory if they can just keep him out of the position of the presidency. Again, I can't say it enough. After everything that this president has been through, it's still amazing that he's a viable candidate for the 2024 elections, and even his opponent will agree with that too. They'd be like, yeah, we can't believe it. But there he is, and he did. And I think it's because the truth still, even in 2024, has a lot of power. And it doesn't matter how many powerful agencies that you bring forth, their information is bad, and it falls apart. So what do you do with this bad information that won't pass a smell test of the courts Well, what you do is you put it out there for public consumption. You start leaking information. Uh, This shouldn't be no news to you, not after what was demonstrated by former Director Comey or former Director McCabe. Uh, When you look into the Russian collusion, when they knew that the Steele dossier was completely false, had nothing to back it up, that at best it was hearsay by several levels and degrees of separation from any source that could be identified. So what do you do with that information? You put it out in the public because, like I said, if you can get this president in prison, that's just icing on the cake. What you got to make sure is you don't lose your eye on the prize, and that's to make sure that Donald J. Trump cannot run for the presidency in 2024. An article in Forbes, August 6, 2021, written by Walter Pavlo, it details an investigation of the FBI by the inspector general, where the agents were violating the policies of the department in the relationship with the media. And I'm not talking about their employees in the public relations department who are actually qualified and authorized with the proper authority to release information. I'm talking about their agents. I'm talking about agents who are taking tickets to sporting events from television media, tickets to media gala events, where senior FBI officials had numerous unauthorized contacts such as lunch and dinners this very well could be why mccabe and mccomey both felt very comfortable leaking information to the public because it was widespread from the leadership on down they were probably thinking what in the world did i do wrong this is something we do on a daily basis and i'll go back to uh, what the author of that article said one more time. One of the more telling aspects of the report was that the FBI gave the appearance of compliance with its interactions with the media when the agency clearly had a problem. So Donald Trump's lawyers asking for a special master's to oversee this DOJ as they go through this investigation I think is most appropriate. I don't think it would have been absurd for his lawyers to ask for a restraining order From this Department of Justice to ask for some type of protection from this Department of Justice and the FBI. And we'll get back into the Russian collusion thing. I hate to keep talking about that, but I don't think people can appreciate just how incredibly politically motivated that was. I mean, you have the comments made by the major agents of the FBI that were, well, they were committed and dedicated to making sure this president did not become the president, that they would make sure that he didn't become the president. If the American people didn't do the right thing, they had an insurance policy. They were going to make sure that he was not the president of the United States. And I don't know how much money they invested in that insurance policy, but they might want to up that premium because Donald Trump is still a contender for the 2024 presidential race. So, I mean, I do know that the, uh, Hillary Clinton and the DNC put over a million dollars into that effort, and we'll get into that a little bit. But what might surprise you is that the FBI was putting money into it, too. And let's take a little break right there for Ed Henderson thinking lesson moment. Why would an agency like the DOJ and the FBI, who are so more well-versed than I am in the law, why would they go out of their way to sabotage their own investigation. They know what constitutes a good, clean search warrant. Uh, They know what is unprecedented law and what is settled law. Why would they put this nation through all this if, as I have said before, this is no other agenda than to make sure that Donald Trump is not the president of the United States? You might be asking yourself at this point, as I have, why don't they just go ahead and assassinate him? I mean, oh my God. Could could it be that, well, the last time you had so many Democrats so incredibly upset with a president, you would have to go all the way back to uh, 1861 in the election of Abraham Lincoln. And I think the fallout from the assassination of Lincoln, who probably did not have the uh, popularity of Donald J. Trump, was such a fallout. Maybe they do go back every now and then and... Review history and see what works and what doesn't, but the assassination of Lincoln was not a good thing. And there's already just way too many questions of, we know you will drop very low, how, how low will you go? To simply say that the FBI and the DOJ is shady is being very, very kind, and that's just not a, a flagrant remark. That is based on the actions that they have demonstrated themselves. Uh, let, me, uh, let me quote somebody that's a little bit more credible to me, and this is the, the Office of Inspector General. Uh, when they looked at that whole Russian collusion thing, this is a statement they, they put out, or part of the statement they put out. We are deeply concerned that so many basic and fundamental errors were made by three separate hand-picked investigative teams on one of those most sensitive FBI investigations. After the matter had been briefed to the highest levels within the FBI, even though the information sought through the use of FISA authority related so closely to an ongoing presidential campaign, and even though those involved with those investigations knew that their actions were likely to be subjected to close scrutiny. End of quote. Yeah, they knew that it was going to be under close scrutiny, but if anybody were to look into it, my personal opinion, it would be like uh, you're playing the Super Bowl Coming down to the last play, this is a make-or-break play. If they make a touchdown, they win the Super Bowl. If it's defended, then they lose. Quarterback drops back. He throws an incredible pass. It's on target. The defensive player realizes he can't defend against the pass, so he commits a foul against the player himself. This is pass interference, and then it gets put down, placed exactly where that offense took place, and they successfully keep that team from scoring. So he's not really concerned about the scrutiny of the foul. There was a much bigger thing that was at play. The game was at play. He's going to be applauded for that foul. So he's not going to worry about the scrutiny of the officials. And that's the way I look at the DOJ and the FBI when it comes to Donald Trump. They don't care that you call to their attention all their missteps and questionable actions that, uh, some other people could have possibly been prosecuted for. They have won the game. Donald Trump is not sitting in the seat of the presidency, and they are still concerned that a man who is no longer in power as the president of the United States has the ability to get elected one more time. So what kind of actions during the Russian collusion that would cause our office of inspector general to be so deeply concerned on so many basic fundamental errors or fouls as I just try to compare it to. Maybe some of those fundamental errors was not advising the FISA court exactly what the source of those information was. And the FBI and the DOJ all knew that that information, that still dossier was not verified. still testified that it was not verified. When they went to the primary source of Steele, he was so far are removed away from the sources that it was hearsay it wasn't even strong hearsay but the whole origination of that information came from political candidate opposition research and the purpose of opposition research is not to show all the good qualities of the person that you're competing against politically it is to try to dig up dirt and they pay good money for that so one thing that i've noticed it doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left when this story gets told it starts with Hillary Clinton and the DNC paying for this information in reality it started with a conservative group i can't remember the magazine but when uh, Trump was in the primaries, the Republican primaries. This was when this opposition research started. It was only after he won the primary that the conservative, or this this group of conservatives, dropped the research, and it was picked up by Hillary Clinton and the DNC. So why why would they not make that be known? I would think that every time that the Hillary and the DNC were implicated in this, they would very quickly slough it off over into, well, it actually started, with, the, with a conservative think tank. And the reason that I think that they don't want to bring that up or they keep that on the down low is that you're going to come to find out. It's just not the Democrats and the left that are after Donald Trump. There are some very powerful people on the right, people who call themselves Republicans and conservatives, that have it out for Donald Trump. But nonetheless, Hillary Clinton has her lawyers go to Fusion GPS. Now, I say Hillary went to Fusion GPS, or her lawyers did, but Fusion GPS very well may have approached Hillary Clinton in the DNC because you see Nellie Orr worked for Fusion GPS and Nellie Orr had already told her husband, Bruce, who happens to be a special associate attorney general in the Department of Justice. And Bruce Orr takes this information to the Department of Justice. So, I mean, this is pretty murky. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So I, I say that uh, Hillary and the DNC approached Fusion GPS, but when you look at the ties and the cabal between the Department of Justice, the FBI, Fusion GPS is really hard to tell who, who was telling who what. You could just tell that they were working in conjunction with one another. But that was Fusion GPS's job to come up with information that would be helpful to Hillary Clinton and the DNC. To accomplish this, they hired Christopher Steele, author of the Steele dossier. Steele comes back and he says, I'm going to need more money. I've got some stuff, but uh, none of it's verified. I mean, his stuff really comes down to web searches and talking to people who says they think they heard something or thought they might have heard something. Incredibly, the FBI jumps in there and starts paying Steele to develop this information, and it just can't be done. Well, the big problem is because it was not true, and I don't think that the FBI is stupid, but This is a way to get into Trump. Okay, so it's bad information. It's kind of like getting into his house. Let's get into his house and uh, get his uh, tax information, which they did. They got information concerning the IRS. And maybe, just maybe, if we can get our foot in the door, we can find something. And again, this is going to the Supreme Court. These are illegal searches. He's protected. He's got a Fourth Amendment right. You so often hear Democrats saying nobody's above the law. But let me tell you something, too. There's nobody below the law. There's nothing in our Constitution that says once you hit a certain amount of wealth that you will then be deprived of your constitutional rights. And Donald J. Trump has just as much right to the rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution as anybody. So you've got Fusion GPS. You've got Hillary Clinton and the DNC who were... Find for their participation in this big cluster screw uh, called the Russian collusion investigation. You got Fusion GPS and the FBI paying Christopher Steele money for unverified information, and this information goes in front of a FISA judge. I'm saying that if the FISA judge had known the, where this information came from and knew that it was not verified, I don't think that the FISA warrants are issued. And I know I keep talking about the, what the right does and what the left does, but I think this is a, an effort by predominantly people on the left, and there's people that are within the ranks of the Republicans that I think are implicated in all this. You know, you take, take Liz Cheney, for instance. I mean, at a time when our country's looking at Iran continuing to develop its nuclear ambitions, record inflation, problems with transportation and supply, Putin invading Ukraine, Putin holding Europe hostage over energy concerns. And let me digress here for just a second. Does anybody remember at that U.N. speech given by Trump when he's telling the Germans they're making a horrible mistake by coming under Putin and his uh, energy, that he will hold them hostage? They horse laughed him. You can go on YouTube, pull that little uh, video up, look at it, and look at those people laughing at our president as he's trying to warn them of the consequences of becoming so dependent on Putin and Russia for their energy. Again, just one more example where Donald Trump was right and the left was wrong. But back to Liz Cheney, given all those concerns, her biggest commitment is making sure that Donald Trump is never president again. I said this in a previous podcast. Maybe the best way to make sure that Donald Trump is never the president again is for Republicans like Liz Cheney to start addressing those issues that are truly threatening our country. I do believe, although it is my opinion, I strongly believe what you have is a DOJ and an FBI. And I base this on texts from people like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. I base it on the investigation of the Inspector General's office. What, what is the picture that I get, what comes into focus for me is that you've got people that are so committed and dedicated to keeping Donald Trump from being the president of the United States that they truly do, I guess, believe in their heart that he is a threat to our country. And I would say maybe more so their view of what this country should be and how this country should be. But evidently, there's a lot of Americans that do not agree with their vision for this country. And that's why we are supposed to have free and fair elections. It's why people should be safe in their homes. Uh, guarded against illegal searches and warrants, intimidation. Uh, I mean, they took Michael Flynn down basically by threatening to bring his son into it. I mean, at at a point, it gets to be extortion, coercion, I mean, comes to mind. Uh, we're going to ruin you financially. Your your family is not going to be safe, or we'll, we'll do to the rest of your family what we're doing to you. You seem to be bearing up pretty well through all this, but what happens when we we bring your son into it? And they just feel like they're, they're serving a higher purpose. Again, a classic example of the end justifies the means. What do we have to do to achieve our objective? We may have to do some things that are not acceptable, that's against our own policies. But people should scare you in an investigation, whether it's a personal thing that you're trying to find out. If, if you have a certain feeling about something and all the facts and evidence are pointing away from that that deep conviction you hold within yourself, you might want to pull back and not double down because what might be happening is you're gathering facts and they're conflicted with the way that you feel. If you're truly trying to find out what the truth is, follow the facts. If you are truly committed to the way that you feel and that has a higher importance than what actually is, Then you do what the FBI does. You do what the DOJ does. You try to create uh, public perceptions by leaking information to the public. You start trying to try this in the court of public opinion. So those are just some of the thoughts that I have on the appointment of the special master. I'll say it again. They probably should have got a restraining order to keep the FBI away from Trump and his family based on previous actions that have been taken against his family. You know, you could ask the question, Ed, if there's any truth to what you're saying, why are people not sitting in prison? I would tell you that's a very, very good question and one that I can't quite answer. I can tell you this, that the DOJ and the FBI, they're both under the Department of Justice. So one investigates, one prosecutes. Uh, The FBI has brought some pretty strong evidence. Uh, If you remember back when Comey does, I mean, he lays out a beautiful investigation, which most prosecutors would love to have gotten hold of. But right when you think he's getting ready to say they're getting ready to recommend uh, charges be brought against Hillary Clinton, he says he doesn't think that she intentionally meant to uh, abuse the system like she did, like Hillary Clinton is stupid or something. I mean, this woman was a former senator. She was the first lady for eight years under Bill Clinton, and I think that role was much stronger than the typical first lady. I think that was a joint presidency. She was secretary of state. This woman should have known exactly what she did. She did know exactly what she was doing. Now compare that to Donald Trump. Never held an elected office prior to being elected president. He's being held at a higher level. Now granted, he's the executive. Uh, But being held at a higher level, he can explain away all day long that a woman of uh, 40 plus years of experience in state and federal government did not have any clue to the security breaches that she was committing and that Donald J. Trump should be up to speed on all this. Not to mention another thing that's coming into conflict is did Donald Trump had the power to declassify that information. Many people are asking, why did he take that? Um, One theory that I have heard is that he took information to protect himself that he... Probably foresaw, rightfully so, that they were just not going, they're not done with him. As long as he is uh, attempting to be the president again, they're going to continue to keep coming. I would say that if Donald J. Trump doesn't run for president and he just goes off and continues to be a successful businessman, we don't hear anything more from the DOJ. But as long as he is attempting to be the president of the United States, they're going to continue to keep coming. So he wanted to make sure that some of the information that has been suppressed, that has not been brought to light. He wanted He wanted his insurance policy. And back to, does he have the power to declassify? Well, once again, we're getting into unsettled law, and I think that we are headed to the Supreme Court on the unprecedented raid on a former president's home. I think there's going to be uh, questions that are going to be brought up under the Fourth Amendment. There are going to be questions that are brought up concerning Donald Trump, Trump's right to those documents that came into being under his presidency. And Kavanaugh has already said that right does not go away just because the incumbent president now thinks that you shouldn't have that right. So, I mean, constitutional rights are not dependent on who's sitting in the seat of the presidency, regardless of what Joe Biden or the DOJ might try to get you to think it just doesn't work that way it doesn't change with the presidency that's why our founding fathers gave us something so concrete that the uh, president of the United States the FBI and the DOJ can't override them they have to be just observant of those rights as you and I are it should very much concern you the relationship that the FBI and the DOJ has with the media which came out in the inspector general's report What you're witnessing is an agency that should be concerned about investigating and prosecuting crime becoming a political weapon against political opponents. And you might like it that that weapon is right now pointed at Donald J. Trump. But what about when it's pointed to you? I would tell you, if you've listened to my podcast, you know I have no love for uh, BLM comes to find out that you've got charters of BLM that don't have no love for BLM either. I think everybody's starting to figure out that they were swindled uh, by that group, and it was never about Black Lives Mattering. But back to my point, with those biases and those prejudices that I have against that organization, if the FBI was the only people investigating them and that's what i had before i would have a dilemma i would have an organization that i think is very questionable and i would have an investigative body that i know will uh create some incredible perceptions i i want to pull short of saying actually going out of their way to manufacture evidence in order to bring a, a conviction so yeah if it was even against a uh, political uh organization or person that I don't agree with, I would say at this point in time, you'd have to bring me something much more than something that the FBI developed or the Department of Justice. And I'm not saying do away with these departments. In my It was either my last podcast or the podcast before. I gave you some very good reasons to believe that there are good people still within these organizations because we are we are seeing all this corruption being brought to light. So there's still something there, but it's the leadership and that culture that they have. And like I said, if you're a Democrat or a person of the left, you probably like what the Department of Justice is doing right now. But you just wait to see if it's ever pointed back at you. You know, I often wondered, how do the very worst people tend to rise to the very top of organizations? It seems to happen more often than not. I can't remember. I wish I could give credit to the person who either said it or, or the source that I read it from. But this is what they put forth. They said the reason that corrupt and evil people make it to the top of organizations is because they have no morals. They have no ethics. They, they are driven. They have an agenda. So whereas uh, somebody who is ethical and moral will draw lines and uh, will not cross them, if you're competing against somebody who does not share the same level of ethics that you do, they'll just use you as a stepping stone. They will destroy you. If they can use you to promote themselves, they will. If they have to put you down to promote themselves, they will. And, I mean, that resonated with me. At least it, it made sense to me. It was uh, very coherent as to, or a reasonable explanation as to, why do such evil and corrupt people rise to the highest levels? It's because they don't have any guardrails. They'll walk right through a wall of ethics and uh, destroy it in order to push whatever it is they're trying to achieve. And I think that is what you're seeing with this current DOJ. Well, I think I'm gonna start wrapping it up right now. You know, when I started off and I was talking about the special master, and I hope you learned a little bit more about the special master. I had never heard of a special master prior to the appointment. Uh, I would like to say that, uh, thank God, there is such a thing as a special master because all of our backups to our backups are failing us. And so I think it was very reasonable for Trump's attorneys to ask for this special master. But I said it also in the beginning, the DOJ was arguing against the delay because they said the delay uh, was against something that was so urgent and so time sensitive that they needed to proceed without any impediment. I offer to you for your consideration that that urgent and sensitive matter is the midterms. It looks like the Republicans are going to shellack the Democrats. So I think that's what's so urgent. And I I think already the effects of that raid on Mar-a-Lago and the continued persecution of Donald J. Trump is, is affecting the public perception of Donald Trump and the Republicans. So, again, they don't have to put Donald Trump in prison in order to be successful in their endeavors. They just need to create the doubt because these elections are getting very close. I mean, they're being decided by one or 2% of the population. So between uh, being able to manipulate information to create false perceptions, and uh, I don't want to uh, get into voter fraud, but there always has been voter fraud, and there's gonna take little little voter fraud to decide or to flip a presidential election. So again, there are people, the best thing you can do Is pray lift this up to God that God will intervene that His will will truly be done in these matters and regardless of what Ed Henderson feels or anybody else, that truth does come forward, that justice is served, and I'm afraid to say this to people, America might be getting just what it deserves. I don't want to turn this into a uh, a religious thing today, out of respect for God and. Also, it just had absolutely nothing to do. I'm just absolutely getting way off the topic matter here. But just like we say, uh, let's go, Brandon. How much longer can we give those same sentiments up to God and continue to ask for his intervention? I'm starting to get to the point to where I want to beg for his mercy rather than his blessings, because it's getting harder and harder to ask him to bless anything that's happening in the United States. Oh, again, something that I hate to... Hate to admit, but it's one thing to have somebody lie to you, it's another thing to lie to yourself, and I've just never been able to do that. So there you go, people. Thank you for jumping down this rabbit hole. Hope you learned something. As I always do, I hope you found something of value. If nothing else, I hope that I just got you to think about something. Maybe a different perspective that you never considered prior to. So. With that, as I always do, I want to wish blessings upon your house. I still pray for this country and still have faith in it. It's what motivates me to use my freedom of expression and freedom of speech. And I thank you for allowing me your time. You don't. There's nothing that requires you to give me that time, but you're so gracious with it. And I do thank you for that hey if you heard anything on the show today that uh you like please consider hitting the follow button check out some of the other podcasts i think i'm up to 47 now and uh with that i'm out like a scout there is no doubt i'm edward henderson you were on over and under hope to see you real soon bye